0: Welcome to Had To Be There, the podcast that allows you to explore the world's greatest destinations through the stories of those who have been there. Here to ignite the wanderlust within, your host and favorite travel planner, Kelly Acevedo.
1: Merhaba. And welcome to the Had To Be There podcast. I'm your host, Kelly, and this is episode 57. In today's episode, we are just busting at the seams with Academy Travel affiliates. (laughs) We have Andy joining us for the weekly roundup, and we have Diana coming back to tell us one of her personal travel stories. So lots of Academy love this week, which just makes me feel wonderful. Uh, It's like a big Academy hug. Um, I've said it before and I'll say it again. Don't forget to follow along on social media at had to be there two zero three. Leave your comments. Send me those DMs. I love hearing from you guys. If you'd like to send me an email, if you have a story that you want to share, get in touch with me. Uh, You can reach me at Podcast at hadtobethere.net. And I would love to hear from you. If you haven't done so already, please go and leave a review for the show on iTunes. If you're using Apple Podcasts, leave your rating and write your own review. It doesn't have to be long. Give us a sentence or two. Let the people know what they're getting into. That's the best way to get the show in front of a new audience. And we're just trying to build our community a little bit um, so we can start doing some new fun things and introduce you guys to each other um, and learn from each other. So all that said, uh, let's get into some of the travel news and promos that you may have missed in the last week or so from Disney and the rest of the world. Okay, 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 okay. So much news from the world. So hey, put your sound up. For a weekly roundup, weekly roundup. Andy, welcome to the weekly roundup here yeah. on the Had to Be There podcast.
2: Happy to be here. Thank you so much for having me.
1: Absolutely. Before we jump into some Disney news this week, why don't you introduce yourself to the listeners?
2: Yeah, so my name is Andy Cundiff. Um, my family and I live in St. Augustine, Florida. Um, we've We've been here for a little over a year. We love living in the Sunshine State and um for many reasons other than you know it's like only a couple hours away from from Disney World which is great mm-hmm. um but i've only been with academy for for a couple months now but uh, so i'm still learning the ropes but uh, i'm hoping to bring as much of my knowledge and passion to to the to all the other guests that are looking to to visit the most magical place on earth excellent
1: and welcome to the team we're thrilled to have you
2: yeah, yeah i'm happy to be here
1: One big happy family. Yeah. Uh, So let's jump into some news. Uh, There was a news item out of Walt Disney World uh, last week or the week before that I failed to mention. Um, There are some new character meet and greets coming to the (laughs)
2: Florida parks. Did you hear about this? I did. I did. Um, So I know that... Uh, Figment is going to be oh making his way around. So yeah. excited! for I'm Figment. excited <laughs> about Figment as well. Like, I, I mean, I remember seeing the the original um, Imagination Ride back in the day when I was little, and Figment was always my, like my favorite character. And I think my cousin still has like the original like Figment plush doll from oh, from yeah from like back in the '80s. So, uh, so yeah, Figment, I'm super excited about Figment. And, um, I think my daughter would really be excited about seeing Mirabelle.
1: I'm excited to see Mirabelle. I feel that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She,
2: she loves Encanto. She's always singing mm-hmm. the songs in the car and stuff. So that one, oh, there was, there was an, another one. Another yes. Mo- Moana. 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 Yeah. Of yeah. course, Moana with the whole, Mo, um, journey, Yes. The journey
1: of water. water, That's going to be a very cool attraction too.
2: You know, I tell you what, they know how to rope us in because they're all talking (laughs) about how all these great things are coming to 2024. It's like, Oh my gosh, how many trips am I going to have to plan this year? (laughs) (laughs) It's true.
1: And I know like that, I mean, just all of the new things coming to Epcot and the whole Mm. reimagining of that park, Um, Looks like it's starting to come to some sort of culmination. So I think that's going to be a a must do. I think a lot of people, especially families with very young kids, Mm -hmm. um, for in my experience, at least uh, the families that I book when they're trying to decide "Hmm, if we have to cut out a park, which one do we cut? Um, And I think that like the go to is Epcot because they just have this preconceived notion that it's Mm -hmm. geared towards adults, you know, or older right? Older kids. Um, so I really think they're doing a lot to kind of change that narrative.
2: Absolutely. And, you know, it's funny that you say that because I actually had a client the other day say like, oh, um, we're, we're going to visit the parks just one day. I've got a younger kid and... You know, where should what park should we go to? What's gonna be this best one? And I said, honestly, everybody's gonna tell you Magic Kingdom, and mm-hmm. that's you know, the the go-to, but honestly, Epcot is amazing for little kids. Yeah. I mean, you it's there's plenty of slow rides, plenty of things that aren't gonna be scary, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of educational things. My daughter loves the living with the land. She loves that.
1: Oh, I love it! Yeah. yeah, you're raising that kid right, Andy. Yeah, I know she <laughs>
2: loves it. And you know what? She got scared out of her mind the first time we did Soren, but now it's uh-huh. like her. Fa- it's now it's her favorite ride. So yeah, like we always go to Epcot. We always, always, always go to. Epcot. We're an Epcot family.
1: Oh, I love it! Yeah, that's going to be very cool. Yeah. Um, we also have some news from Disney Cruise Line. Um, we talked on the show a couple weeks ago about the new uh lighthouse point at the bahamas which is mm-hmm. going to be a new destination that they're sailing to um and it looks like they're going to be uh doing their inaugural sailings to that new island uh starting summer 2024
2: oh gosh <laughs> <laughs> try saving up my yeah <laughs> yeah it's uh, it's like we you knew we were chatting a little earlier it's like i've got we've got our first disney cruise booked for this september and mm-hmm. we're so excited to do it we've we've never done a disney cruise and um you know we're, we're a short drive to port canaveral and and then i saw that in Disney put that out on their socials and I, mm-hmm. rep- I replied back to them. I said, so you're telling me I'm going to have to book another personal cruise.
1: <laughs> right. So just shut up and take my money. I Thank get it. You.
2: Thank- I appreciate it. <laughs>
1: appreciate that. That's going to be very cool. So if people are looking to sail uh, next year, there's going to be so many options for them, including the new island, but also they still have destinations in the Mediterranean mm-hmm. and Northern Europe. Alaska, other parts of the Caribbean. So uh, lots and lots and lots of choices there.
2: I would love to do like an Alaskan cruise. That Mm. just seems like the, like for me, just like the creme de la creme. It's a, I mean, I've never been on a cruise, so I can't, I don't know how (laughs) I, I don't know where i get come up with that, but it just seems so like majestic, I think. Yeah, no, I
1: agree. My parents, so an Alaskan cruise has been on my Father's bucket list mm. for as long as I can remember. It's and when I say bucket list, I mean like it's the only thing on his bucket list. Right. <laughs> uh, it's a very short list. Um, so my mom for Christmas booked a trip for them to take a Royal Caribbean cruise wow. to Alaska this fall. Uh, they're very excited, but my. Dad is so salty that it's not a Disney
2: girl. Are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. He's, he is so angry that
3: it's not Disney.
2: <laughs> He's
1: like, I mean, that's nice, but are you sure we can't? And my mom, she's so funny because she's like, it's just us. Like, we're in our sixties. You're, you know, about to be mm, seventy. Yeah. Let, let, maybe, maybe we do a grown up.
2: <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs>
1: And I was like, you know, a lot of people do the Disney cruises just, you know, in in their older years, just the two of them. (laughs) Absolutely.
2: One of my old past jobs, like forever ago, I worked with a lady that uh, just her and her husband didn't have any kids. They were older. Mm -hmm. You know, they were, she was there. I mean, they were probably like in their 60s. And um, every year she went on a Disney cruise with her husband.
1: Oh, that's so sweet. Every year.
2: She's like, all right, I'll see you next week. I'm like, where are you going? No, Disney Cruise. I'm like, really? Amazing. That's goals. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. Uh,
1: The last note that I have from Disney is out of the California park. Uh, Lots of big things going on with their Disney Mm. 100 celebration over there. hundred years of the Walt Disney Company. Um, And it looks like they're launching a new guided tour in early April. Um, where guests get the opportunity to chat with an animator at Animation Academy. That's so cool. um, Yeah, that, I mean, for someone like, I don't know about you, but for someone like me who grew up on like the classic Disney movies, oh, yeah. um, the whole like history of animation and Walt Disney and mm-hmm. how he built this company is just so fascinating to me.
2: Well, I tell you, it's one of the, the way that I kind of look at it is that there's so many creative people in this world, you know, mm-hmm. so many people that can, that, that have that ability, they have that thing in their brain that lets them create like nobody's business and, and they need an outlet. They need inspiration. They need something to, to help, you know, light that fire. And, mm-hmm. and, and sometimes for me, like going to Disney is that, you yeah. know, it's like you you're going home or going to Disney. It's like, I automatically feel creative. I automatically feel, I'm, you know, juiced up, ready to go. I'm having, you know, this is going to be the best thing in the world. <laughs> and, you know, these, yeah, you know, I could just imagine these kids that getting a chance to actually, um, talk to an animator and how is that going to inspire them? For the rest of their lives, to like, to want to be able to create and draw and and do these things that Disney's been doing for ages, mm-hmm. and it's just going to usher in a whole new generation of creators, and and that's what Disney needs to keep on creating.
1: Absolutely, hundred percent agree. Couldn't have said it better. <laughs>
2: See, that's why I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing else to add. Amazing.
1: <laughs> um, let's see. So I have, I do have a couple of rest of the world promos happening. Uh, do you want to hang out with me while I yeah, chat about them? Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Um. So let's see. It looks like for the spring... The Ritz Carlton in New York City at Central Park is offering 20 uh, percent off if you stay at least three nights. Um, and if you stay at least four nights, you get 25 percent off. Um, oh. Now, I don't know if you've ever stayed at a Ritz Carlton Um I have not. (laughs) I don't. I
2: don't think I have. I I think you would know if you had, right?
1: Exactly. So I have. uh, In my day job, we have uh, a sales consultant that comes in and uh, has meetings like once a week with our sales teams, and he always tells this story about the one time he and his family stayed (laughs) at a Ritz Carlton, and just the level of customer service. Oh man, is just. Out of this world, like unlike anything you will ever experience. Wow. Um, yeah. So, I mean, just hearing him talk about it is like, and I mean, I live in Connecticut. So, like, I don't right. know that I would stay in the city for, you know, over three nights. I <laughs> think
2: that would be expensive yeah, for lot. me. <laughs> but that's a lot.
1: for somebody who's like really making an event of a visit, you know, and really exploring the city. Sure. Yeah. What a great opportunity.
2: Yeah, it makes me think of like the second Home Alone, right? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Yeah,
1: exactly. (laughs) Um, Let's see. I also have, uh, let's see, an offer just came in last week from Rocky Mountaineers. Hmm. Uh, They have a Southwest Escape offer where you could save $500 per couple on their U.S. route. Um, so this is the, just experiencing the American Southwest by luxury railway. Oh, nice. Um, Yeah. So that's very cool. And the offer is available on all 2023 Rockies to the Red Rocks bookings, as long as you book by April 11th. So an opportunity for some big savings there.
2: Wow, I've always wanted to do that. I've been on yeah. a tra- I've been on a train before from mm. um, Louisiana all the way to California and back. Oh wow! Uh, but I was like too young, you know. Mm. Like I barely remember it. But yeah, uh, I would love to do that. <laughs> Sounds great.
1: Yeah, um, let's see. And my last thing here is Margaritaville Island Reserve. They are offering up to forty percent off on springtime stays. Mm. Uh, So this is if you book by May 2nd, and it's good for any travel through January 2nd of 2024. Um, And it's good for their Margarita Island Reserve Capcana and Margarita, Margaritaville Island Reserve Riviera Cancun properties. Um, So very cool. There's
2: some other. Jimmy Buffett knows what he's doing.
1: <laughs> he knows what he, he's he was doing. on something with that five o'clock somewhere thing. I'm telling yeah, you. i tell you. <laughs> we
2: we were in Beaufort, South Carolina, the other weekend, mm-hmm. and um, we just happened to pass by. I guess one of his residential neighborhoods that he that his company yes. built. I'm like, what? Yeah, it's like Jimmy Buffett's got his own neighborhood now. He, yeah,
1: <laughs> he's on to something. I'm telling you. <laughs> there are the
2: restaurants, resorts, and. Yeah. Now residential concerts. neighborhoods. <laughs> concerts. Yeah.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so that's all the news that I had from last week. Did I miss anything? I don't think so. I know there's there really is, so is a
2: lot going on. There's so much going on.
1: Andy, thank you so much for joining me for yeah. this week's weekly roundup. I am back next and every week with a recap of the news you may have missed from Disney and beyond. amidst a fusion of Eastern and Western cultures where antiquity meets modernity and where the waters of the sea bring together two continents and adventure beckons. A place where the call to prayer echoes through the bustling streets, where the scent of spices and street food fill the air and where the beauty of Ottoman architecture leaves you in awe. Will you dare to immerse yourself in the culture Taste the exotic flavors and embrace the unexpected. The journey awaits and the destination will leave you breathless. This is Istanbul. Okay, Diana, welcome back to the Had to Be There podcast. So excited to chat today. Yes. So before we jump in, uh, I know that some of our listeners may remember you from uh, a recent weekly roundup segment. Uh, But as a refresher, why don't you tell us a little about you uh, and where you're from and all that good stuff?
3: Sure. So I am also uh, a travel agent. Travel advisor with uh, Academy Travel. I've probably been with them, I want to say at least six or seven years, but I've been traveling probably since I was four or five, you know, at that point, you know, little travels to see family across the country, but we've done probably a little bit more than normal international travel just because of my dad's job. When I was growing up, he was overseas a lot, so we could go to see him on vacation. Mm. Um, I live currently outside of Houston, Texas, which is where I was born. But for those of you that listen to accents, I did learn to talk in Rochester, New York. So there's a little bit of that Yankee accent in there. Sometimes (laughs) (laughs) I get called out on it sometimes when I'm really tired. um, It it, it gets amusing mixing y'all and you guys. I it it doesn't always work. Oh,
1: my God. How funny. (laughs) I love it. Um, So getting to experience travel at such a young age, that's a pretty uh, unique kind of experience, I think. Um, Do you remember a trip that stands out to you as the one that really ignited your passion for travel?
3: Probably the the one that ignited the most passion for travel. I think the first time I remember going internationally, I was in middle school, maybe seventh grade. We went to England to visit some of my parents' friends. Mm. They were in South Africa right before I was born. And a lot of their coworkers and friends there were from... London and the Manchester area in the UK and so we went to visit them uh, one of their daughters was my pen pal so I'm dyslexic so writing is not my favorite thing and then growing up it was horrible mm-hmm. so we would write back and forth and so I actually got to go and visit her as a kid I don't remember a ton of that trip because I was young enough and I've done enough since then in the UK uh, but I definitely remember being there I was like yeah this is fantastic this is a great experience we loved flying we had a great time with it so oh wow but I mean early memories on the plane from like when we moved back from Rochester to Houston, remembering being at the airport and my mom talking about trips that we had taken and getting to go and do stuff just in around New York and I have vague recollections of seeing um, Niagara Falls as a little kid before we moved back. So just being able mm. to go and experience new things has always been great.
1: Oh, I love that. And that's very cool that you got to meet this international pen pal. I feel like when we were kids, pen pals were like, a big thing i don't know if they still do programs like this in schools
3: <laughs> yeah i don't know with email and social media if it's quite the same as having to right? wait you know like three or four weeks for that letter to make it through because it's obviously in to vote they're not mailing this letter across from from england right. <laughs> yeah but,
1: but that's very cool that you actually got to meet yours that's yeah that's and we actually special.
3: met up several times and they the first time they came to the states we actually met them at disney world so that was pretty cool Oh, I love it! So that was actually the first time I met her. Was they came here? I think I was in first grade. Maybe my mom made us little outfits with blue bonnets on it, so that we were all matching. It was very, oh, very nineteen eighties. Um, like, yeah, <laughs> came everything like very key eighties I- iconic outfit here. But we were at Disney World. And that was the first time she came to the states and the first time I met her. Uh, but like if that cultural difference between just like them being in the states and different names for things and different expectations about what was going on, like Mm -hmm. had a huge impact, I think, on just about everything. Having that experience makes such such a difference. So it was an incredible blessing to be able to do. But yeah, lots of of travel, which definitely impacts my wanting to be a travel agent and getting to help people have that experience.
1: Absolutely. Do you have a... Uh, any kind of like running tally as to how many different places you've visited?
3: I don't have the number off the top of my head, but I do have one of those scratch off world maps where you scratch off the flags and Ooh. the country. So you can see, yeah, yeah. like, as you start to fill in places, I want to get my dad one. Oh, Cause yeah, he's him. definitely been tons more places than I have when he was working. <laughs> um, like we, we used to make it a challenge. Has he been here? We're going there. Cause he hasn't been there yet. Like we're picking places. He can't be like, Oh, I've already done all of this before.
1: <laughs> oh good though. That's amazing. So it kind of I love great. I love a good scratch off anything. Yeah, so <laughs> I, I
3: love doing that like a lot of Europe because between my dad being based in London for a while and then when mm. I went to college my folks and my little sister moved to London to be with him because he was there oh. more than anywhere else. Yeah. So we've done a lot of stuff because it's so easy to travel there because everything's closer together. Mm. <laughs> Once you get there you are like oh I'm get on a train or it's a short you know car ride. So yeah. I did a study abroad during college and so having like that ability so a lot more of that is marked off but I'm trying like I'm always now I'm like have I been here let's go there like let's pick a place we haven't seen yet Just yeah so
1: absolutely definitely when you did your study abroad program was that also in England
3: no I was actually based out of Ostendhausen Germany um, Ooh. which I was studying I have a my my graduate degree and my bachelor's degree are in government and politics and so um, mm. we were studying the European union for a summer, so we were based in Germany, but we did, uh, like week trips to Berlin, to Brussels and to France, to different sites where they have headquarters for different parts of the EU. So like the courts and yeah. the military bases and different stuff like that. So we got, I did a fair bit of travel with that as well.
1: Wow. That's fascinating.
3: So highly recommend that too. It was a really neat class because I'd probably more so than even the amount of my professor has been a lot of like done a lot of traveling uh, but mm-hmm. we had kids that i think we had one student had never even actually been on a plane before and i was like your first flight is going to be nine hours to oh London. my like,
0: god
3: oh this is gonna be, and it's full of college kids that are just like yes we're leaving home right <laughs> I felt so bad for the people on that plane with us i was like oh this is long. <laughs> because we were not seated together so everybody was up and down and moving i was like this was not well planned <laughs>
0: The Had to Be There podcast is brought to you by Vacations by Kelly, where your host becomes your travel agent. As a proud affiliate of Academy Travel, Kelly specializes in Disney destinations and can help with all non-Disney excursions worldwide as well. When you book with Kelly, you're getting much more than a travel agent. You're getting a personalized concierge-level travel partner. And the best part? Her services are completely free. It's true. So when you're ready to make your next travel dream a reality, Vacations by Kelly is ready to make it happen. Visit hadtobethere.net slash vacations to get started.
1: So tell me, uh, first of all, tell me where you're taking us today.
3: So I thought today we could go to Istanbul and Turkey. Um I was there in, I think it was 2016, and it was kind of a weird time to be there, which is why I was like, oh, we can talk about this. Mm. Uh, We went in, I think it was February, March, and that year there was a series of bombings and protests that were going Mm. on, and that is, like, we had planned this trip, obviously, well before all of this started happening. Sure, And it was a... Like we had a few days stopover after a safari in Africa that we had done. And we were like, oh, we have to change planes here. We'll just stay for like an extra four or five days <laughs> and for the city. And then they had the first round of bombings and process. And we were like, oh, no, should we still do this? But it kind of died down. And we were like, oh, we're still going to go. We're still going to go. Wow. And We got there and the city was like practically empty. It was the oddest time to be there, but really beautiful because it was not full of tourists. It was not crowded. Everything was just starting to open back up. And mm-hmm. so we got to go places so when we toured, like, you know, different palaces or the blue mosque or the different, like, culturally historically significant places. It was so bizarre to look at the pictures now because there's nobody in them. Like it's not that wow. typical. everybody wants to go and see this. And so it was, it was sad because you are like, the city is hurting. Like it's so tourist based. Yeah. There's so much economy. The cruise lines weren't coming. A lot of people had canceled trips. And so they were expecting mm-hmm. all of this. And so there's nobody in the cafes. There's nobody at these sites getting to see it and experience it where you don't have that crush of people you can take as long as you want it was a really cool thing to see wow um and then we left and like three days later they had another round of bombings and we were like wow this is just such a weird time to get to experience that we're like oh like i'm hurting because the people there were so beautiful and so nice and such a unique history there with the way it's gone between Islamic faith and Christianity and back and forth. And even the mosques mm. that have been, you know, Catholic churches back to being a mosque, back to being a church. And so looking at when you walk <laughs> through them, seeing those frescoes that have been done over and over again, and they're peeling back layers. And you get to see the way it was, you know, during the Byzantine era and the Ottomans. So of all the places have been so unique in the way that they embrace both of those religions and that history. And so it was beautiful just mm. to get to walk around and experience that and get to talk to our, like we did a, I think I used tours by locals when I set that up. So we had a local guide that was just for me and my sister and my dad as we were going around.
2: Mm. And because
3: nobody was there, they upgraded our hotel rooms to like these nicer suites. So we had, you know, separate bedrooms and an extra Turkish bath that they had put in the one my dad had. Like he got. This wow. um, and the cafes that were like competing for people. So they're out and, you know that they're usually out there trying to draw tourists in anyways and they have little shows and they're talking about trying to get you in and just that extra layer of man, mm. not everything's open. There's no people so you, you really get to talk to everybody when you're sitting there. It was just a really beautiful kind of to see. Yeah. But it was a wow. wonderful city. Like I really wish we'd had more than I think we only had like three full days and I I would love to go back and spend yeah. like I could probably spend a month there and just and like love it yes oh
1: my goodness it
3: was great too like we found a turkish restaurant back in houston we came back and we picked up just enough to say please and thank you and they're like oh my gosh you're you're even attempting to say thank you like they oh, thought it was the best thing ever that's so but, sweet like, such good food like we're like yes yeah they have this tea that we were like i've got to find more of this like apple hot apple tea that they have it was fantastic mm. you could get little turkish tea cups and oh so much fun it was just a beautiful beautiful place to go visit
1: that's amazing (laughs) how did this trip come about what made you want to see istanbul
3: uh so along with all my degrees like because i studied history and political science like it was just an area that i was really interested in because of that kind of dichotomy in the city and the history but also when i studied when i switched to political science i was right after 9-11 and kind of I was looking more at the aerospace industry and how airports are kind of surviving this and what mm-hmm. they're doing. But it came a whole study in counterterror measures. And so not just terrorist organizations, but kind of those more ex- not extremist like where like the bombings were going on, but just any kind when you see that cultural clash mm-hmm. where people are like, how do we exist here? Mm-hmm. And so looking at that from the history going through and why didn't they develop these groups here and why didn't they develop till that time and kind of looking at it that way, it's kind of a weird take on on wanting to visit places but we were like yeah this would be a really cool place to go and when we were routing out going to tanzania we were like oh we can go through istanbul and then we can stop and just kind of add that tour on and do a yeah. few days there and stuff like this is and because it had that that history and that religious significance to a lot of people i was like i really want to see this and see how that city has come up and see those places that they talk about hmm but also when I was working for a logistics company, we did a lot of conferences in Istanbul because we could get people there and it was a little bit more neutral ground than if we had people coming from Iraq and from Jordan and from different places. And we sure. were like, Istanbul's, a, they've got enough people that speak um, Middle Eastern dialects that they could get around, but also enough for the English speakers that were coming in from some of the places in the US and Europe that we could mm. handle that. And so it was also interesting to see it from that perspective where we had people that we were like, oh, okay, this is a good meeting ground, even today between those two groups.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's so interesting.
3: Yeah. So it's kind of a it's just a lovely place to go and visit just for that. But also because they has that background, you're like, man, just getting to see this in action and the way they live their lives around all of that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm.
1: Did you have to take any um like extra security type measures going during the time that you went?
3: We were a little bit more I want at the time my dad and I were both working for a big engineering company my dad was fairly high up it was a fairly high up in the company so he had a bunch of security guys that won't like overviews for stuff when he was traveling so he just ran through yeah. did they have anything specific going on for istanbul and, and turkey in general at that time and made sure that they knew he was going to be there what did we have going on what were their their guys saying and they're like I'm, keep your eye out we don't don't have any specific extra steps but mm-hmm. you know be aware of what's going on kind of keep an eye out for is there suspicious looking people are they leaving packages like right be wary if you're in large crowds because they might be targeting that for right you know we want to make a scene so you're going to target the people sure um, but it wasn't like we didn't carry anything extra with us and mm-hmm. we didn't hire like we didn't have a security guy we just have a tour guide so it wasn't right. my dad is definitely more than I have been places where they have had security with him as each word around or specific stuff going on. So oh, we wow. didn't have to have any of that. But it was one of those things where we were like, mm. OK, family, we are going to be doing this. So for those of you that are praying, people, please, right. please, please be praying <laughs> over this part of the trip. Um, and I think my mom was a little anxious anyways, because she because of when they lived in South Africa and being there during apartheid and some of the happening like things that happened to her while they were living there or that happened around her she's like i have beautiful sure. memories i really enjoyed it she's like i don't i don't want to go to the whole continent she's like i can't go back like i don't want to ruin the good things mm. but enough bad things happened mm-hmm. that she's like i don't i can't process that right i don't want to go so it made her anxious mm. for us to be going like even though we weren't going to south africa <laughs> i don't know that was happening yeah. like, she was anxious anyways about us going on safari just because it was that whole continent and then for that to be happening like i think it made her very anxious um, which sure. we were going, she wasn't going because we were like, I, I love you, but this would not have been a place that she would have been able to enjoy. And we really, yeah. like, be aware yeah. of that, kind of keep that an eye out on people in the back of your mind if somebody approaching you, what's going on, but really just being able to enjoy the fact that it wasn't crowded and it was such a weird time to be there.
1: Wow. So if you had to, can you pick one specific moment from that trip that gave you that, uh, Had to be there.
3: We we started some of our tours early in the morning. I think it was like cloudy and overcast a lot of the time, but we were standing Mm -hmm. outside the, I'm trying to remember which mosque it was. I think it was the blue mosque as the sun, like the clouds just parted and the sun is just coming out and like rays of light are hitting this beautiful building. And it's just stunning reminder of just everything you can say, like just, beautiful the sun coming out moment of everything has been bleak and gray Mm. it's been a blustery cold morning it's been a blustery cold like politically and culturally and they have all of this going on and the sun just comes through and is shining on this building that has such significance to the city and it's just beautiful in general and you're like this is just an amazing sight to see and it's not full of crowds it's not full of cars it's not a lot of noise like it's just this quiet beautiful moment
1: oh wow that's incredible yeah that's a good one.
3: <laughs> yeah. Like it was one of those things where you're like, you can't quite capture it on film. If you're not, you're never going to be fast enough. The camera's never going to be good enough. But it was just so beautiful to see that as it came through. I mean, it would have been beautiful if the cars were blaring and people were there, but just having that quiet moment where it's late mm. enough in the day, this should be really crowded. A lot of people should be here. And so it's sad because they're not, they're not going to see this. But at the same time, you're like, Yeah, I get to experience this in a way that most people don't get to.
1: Yeah, for sure that's amazing
3: so it was one of those like yes this is a great kind of experience yeah. you get to have
1: so oh that's so yes neat.
3: and recommended if anybody's looking I'm, I'm I pretty much recommend everywhere I've been so I may be a bad person <laughs> to <laughs> ask I'm like you want to go backpacking through Tanzania I got a site for you to go for safari you want to go to Myanmar or Vietnam or wherever I will help you slow boat to Laos whatever like let's go yeah <laughs>
1: wow so why should people add istanbul to their bucket list
3: it is a beautiful place and i really do love the way they've embraced both, all of their history like that way that they're like we've had this islamic influence and we've had the christian influence and there's been a lot of battle over but right now like yeah there's clashes there's religious clashes and kind of culture clashes mm-hmm. but it's not overwhelming in the same way it is a lot of places like there's not The kind of fighting you see other places in the Middle East or other places where they have those, both of those Mm -hmm. religions, they've kind of come to terms with it more. So it's beautiful in that they can coexist there. And even those buildings that have been shared, like they're not like, oh, you're Christian, so you can't come in because it's a mosque right now. Like they understand that this is significant to both sides. So getting to see the way they coexist Mm. is so fantastic, especially when you look at a lot of places, modern places where we're so clashing over that so getting to see the way they've come to terms with that and they're like we can both be here and both love this place. Yeah. Um so for the historian and the politician to I me mean, like getting to see mm-hmm. the way that works but also just the architecture is they have that Greco-Roman like Greco but really Roman influence on a lot of things but also kind of that um Islamic influence in the way that they have the mosques and stuff kind of cropping up so seeing the way both of them merge here is just different than if you go to to Rome or you're going to Greece or you're going to these different places like getting to see the way the city has built up so from that standpoint it's also just beautiful to walk around and see there's wonderful places like i want to go back because you can also go to other places in turkey and kind of see like the cave cities or mm. the balloon festival or these different things yeah. outside of it And so it's a great midpoint for hopping mm. i will say turkish airlines was great so if you're going i do recommend great tip. Um, <laughs> good tip they were a wonderful airline um, but it was a, it was just a really fun experience of getting to have the, I recommend a personal guide. If you, if you're going with just a small group, one of those tours by locals or by or, or, you know, talk to your travel agent about booking those where they can set up a private small group tour for you. So you can really hit those, like we wanted to see this palace or this location or this mosque, but you get to have that personalized setup, go these places, really talk to somebody who lives there that can be like this local restaurant or this yeah. kind of like grand bazaar and go, Here's my favorite places to pick up spices or have tea or go for a Turkish coffee. Here's the street vendors, kind of like getting to mm. do those things. Um, so I would highly recommend just having that experience because a lot of people are like, oh, I'm going to go to Europe. I'm going to go to Rome. I'm going to go to London. And you're right, like, that's great. Right. But here's something that's a little bit more outside of some people's comfort zone, just the way it's set up. But also, it's just such a beautiful, not quite, I think. And I don't want to say not quite as touristy because it, it is really popular, but a lot of times people mm. don't think about it up there at the top. And I'm like, this is so great to go because yeah, it's so different than other places.
1: Oh, for sure. Oh, I love that.
3: So it kind of you so look- a little bit different look at it. And then you come home and you're like getting to see the way they coexist. You're like, man, we, we could do better with that here. <laughs>
1: yeah Mm -hmm. we should be taking
3: notes yes and I I, I worked (laughs) a lot when I was working with logistics I worked with a lot of people from the Middle East and having them come to the U.S. and train and so we did a lot of working with people of Islamic faith or working with people from Mm -hmm. you know Iraq or Iran or Jordan or wherever we had people coming from and seeing how they they work in the U.S. so having that like getting to go and see where they've done it well or done it better and, and bringing that back like Mm-hmm. Another thing I love about travel, where you get to say, Hey, I, I get to see how this works and then see, you know, what can we do with that when we get home? So.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's fantastic. So let me ask you uh, some of your favorites. So, sure. of all the places that you've visited, um, is there any particular destination that just keeps calling you back?
3: Mm, New Zealand oh good one loved new zealand i we were there for a week a week and a little bit of change maybe one year after thanksgiving and i would love to go back and spend so much more time there like it was just Mm. for as small as it is comparative to like australia or other places it was so beautiful incredibly welcoming but also very like i don't even know there's a word for it and i can't think of it right now but when in the U.S. you have to send all these waivers and if you're going to do these outdoor adventures, they're like, oh, if you might have had a heart issue or you might have had this or you've had sure. you know, yeah, surgery, yeah. they're like, oh, you can't do it. And there they're like, we want to know, but we're going to let you do it anyways because you can make your own decisions. But, you know, if you shouldn't be doing right. it, don't <laughs> do it. Like we're not going to stop you, but yeah. maybe be realistic about what you think you can experience. So, right. <laughs> kind of refreshing where they weren't like super litigious They're Like, we want to know. So if we need to, like, if anything happens or you're like, hey, we're doing this climbing thing, I've had knee surgery, it should be okay, but I might take a little bit longer. They're like, great, that's all we need to know. But you're like, I have heart yeah. issues. They're like, maybe you shouldn't do the thing where you're jumping off cliffs. Like, right. Maybe set this one out. Up. <laughs> but they're not going to like stop you. They're just like, maybe think about it. So, like, right. Well, right. It was beautiful. Beautiful like just beautiful people, beautiful scenery. It's so much fun to be there. Mm.
1: Oh, I love it. How about uh which destination had the best food?
3: Ooh. Shanghai. Ooh. I think Shanghai we had the best food. Yeah? Yeah. We had some really good restaurants when we were there. And I have to be careful. I have a seafood allergy. So there's a lot of places if you're in Japan where I couldn't have seafood, sushi and stuff. And I was like, that is really sad. Like, it looks so good. (laughs) (laughs) So you have to be careful about that. But, like, we got to have pecking duck, like the crispy duck Mm. when we were there. And it was just
1: so Very cool. Um, How about the destination with the best nightlife?
3: Probably London, but that may be because, like, having you have to have enough English. Sometimes when you're going around for nightlife, that if they don't speak English natively, it's a little (laughs) bit more difficult when people start drinking. That's a good point. um, I did have a great time in Berlin when we went out when I was in study abroad, but you would get to a point where nobody could understand each other because the limited German we had did not work with the limited English other people had (laughs) once you hit a certain number of (laughs) beers. Still great, great fun. A little bit like, oh, you're like, I don't know what's going on now because I have no idea where we are. Oh my gosh, Um, how funny. (laughs) London, I probably London just on that, but also I probably spent more time there than other places who had more experience with the nightlife Mm. when I was there.
1: Good point. Uh and how about the destination with the best
3: beaches? The Maldives. Ooh. <laughs> Which is probably um Yeah, it would be the Maldives. We didn't spend as much time on them because I am not good at relaxing on vacation. Oh my God, me either.
1: Why are we like this?
3: (laughs) I don't know. But it's one of those like everybody goes and you just lay on the beach in front of your bungalow and just relax. And we are like, I'm going to get up and have breakfast and scuba dive. And then I'm going to have lunch and scuba dive. And then I'm going to have dinner and I'm going to go (laughs) to night dive. Like there's not a lot of sit the beach was beautiful it was one of those where the hotel was its own little island so you've got no extra people it's just the people at your resort it was mm-hmm. beautiful but we were like i can't sit still this long what else can we go to
1: absolutely i am with you my so- my boss at like my day job is exactly the same way and his family always wants to take these like Relaxing beach vacations, and by day two, he's like sending emails. And
3: <laughs> yeah, uh, all of us, like, all of us are like that. We're so bad at it. And we might make a few hours like every day where we're like, okay, we're gonna have a few hours. We're just gonna rest. But for the most part, we're like, can we go parasailing? Can we go learn Wait, how to? Let's swim? do I'm gonna Learn how to surf. I'm gonna whatever. <laughs> You're like, I can't just. I don't do well at just sitting down and doing nothing.
1: But, I am with you, a hundred percent uh and lastly what is currently at the top of your travel bucket list that you haven't been able to cross off yet
3: i really really want to take the trans-siberian express which is a train that goes through Mm -hmm. russia and mongolia and parts of china but there's really not the time for americans to be (laughs) in russia right now yeah um, no that's very sad because i really (laughs) want to go do that and it's been at the top of my list for a few (laughs) years and i'm like i really want to go do this but i can't i can't do it right now
1: yeah, that's a good one. I had um, I don't know if you heard my episode a couple of weeks ago, but I talked to a couple who did the Trans Mongolian railway experience. Uh, um
3: I have not caught up to that one yet. I'm trying to start back at the beginning and work they, my way up. Um, they could
1: not say enough amazing things about it. Like that's never even been on my radar. And by the time I got done talking to them, I was like,
3: huh. <laughs> uh, oh, that, that experience, that's going to have to go on my list. Because I, I was like, if I do Trans Siberian Express, it kind of covers a little bit of all of it. And I was like, I really want to go in the winter because then that's when mm-hmm. Lake Baikal is frozen. So you can go walk on it. And I'm like, I really want to do that. And everybody else is like, do I wow. have to go when it's so cold? And I was like, yes because I want yeah
1: <laughs> that's kind of the, point.
3: the point yeah <laughs> you we're know, hot next time i really want to do this thing when it's winter but i was like ah it's probably not the time and my dad and i had talked about going back to dubai because they opened that big scuba diving center Ooh. there and we really want to go and dive that but we we're like a lot of people have fled russia are probably in dubai right now because they oh, you're right the somewhere like <laughs> maybe Maybe we hold off on that. We'll see. There's other places we want to go. So it's not like we're like, oh, we won't go anywhere. But maybe we'll hold off on both of those for a little bit to see how the climate goes. Yeah, that's fair. Sometimes you're like, well, just there's there's other things. We don't have to make it that awkward for ourselves.
1: No, I agree.
3: yeah Diana, so that's probably the, the top top
1: tell me uh where we can find you on social media if people want to connect with you about planning their own trip or if they want to follow along in any of your adventures where can we do that
3: so um i gotta remember i don't have a good like i have a personal instagram but i have not been using it very much <laughs> so get that out but i'm like i need to get better about posting stuff it's galaxy Travelin', so it's just traveling without a g Mm. Um, which has some of my travel adventures on it. My social media for the agency is just, I want to say it's Vacations by die and I feel bad. It's on my card, so I don't have to give it out as often. I'm like, I <laughs> oh, remember what this is. Yeah, it's just Diana and affiliate of Academy Travel um, or just diana.dobbs at academytravel.com. I, I, I love anywhere you want to travel. I want to help you get there. Like I love all of it. You want a relaxing cruise? I will help you do that because that's what you enjoy. Um, You want to go hiking on a glacier in Iceland. We'll set that up. Like I want, I want people to go and experience the world and just enjoy all of it that's out there.
1: Oh, I love it. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today. This has been so fun. You are a wealth of knowledge and stories. I love talking (laughs) to
3: you. I I I could talk travel all day. I love it. I love places I've been. I love researching places that I haven't gotten to go yet. I've probably got, nine places my dad between my dad my sister my mom and i were trying to figure out we want to go and we're like what are we doing next where are we going here's all these options what do we want to do now so wow there's always something out there to go and find
1: well i love it and i'm sure you'll be back again someday <laughs> to share some more of your experiences with us yes just let me know i'm here i'm looking forward to it thanks diana hey, you're
3: welcome bye
0: If you enjoyed this episode, the best way to show your support is to rate or review us on whatever platform you're listening. And if this episode left you feeling like you just had to be there, reach out to Kelly to start planning an adventure of your own. Don't forget to follow us at HadToBeThere203 on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And visit our website, www.HadToBeThere.net. Until next time, get out there and make your own Had To Be There memories.